You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Blacklist After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Blacklist After Show. Have you seen the beard than this guy? Uh Uh-huh. He's got this full beard. No, he's got one. I think we're doing a show right now. We're doing a show right now. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. Little little Gordon Lightfoot. Right? Creeping down my back stairs. Oh, wow, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. We Uh, we know the words. totally start a band. We will. You sound awesome. Welcome to the Blacklist After Show, uh, episode 13, Woo! the Cypress Agency, right? 13? I don't know. 13? Yeah, I think so. No, 13. 13? 13. 13 Hello. says wonderful producer Marissa, who knows way more Marissa than Marissa Serafini. Uh, the Cyrus Agency, thank you. Welcome for joining us uh, again for our lovely show. We're here as always. I'm Joe Braswell. I'm not joined to my right by Nando Velasquez, who is... Uh, out on assignment, but he'll be back next week in studio, um, and will never leave us again. Actually, we'll be back next week because we're not here next week. No, we're we got some time off. We got some time off. We got some Olympics. Yeah, so after the Olympics, we'll all be back here, nailed to these chairs, and we will not leave. And I know we'll all be at home watching the Olympics religiously because the Winter Olympics is the most important thing that happens every two years. Okay. Uh, I'm also joined by Julia Kearley. <laughs> Hi, Julia. Hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. Hi, everybody. Uh, and I'm joined by Joe Sanfilippo, who loves the Olympics. Loves them. Clearly I have no idea. a deep hater of the Winter Olympics. Uh, nice to see you guys, or be here with you. Great. So, uh, Blacklist, episode 13. That was the uh, the smooth sounds of the great Gordon Lightfoot. Indeed. Uh, creeping down my back stairs. He, I mean, is there a more perfect... It's almost, almost like they wrote that scene for that song. Because they talk about the satin dress, they talk about them sneaking in and out, mm. they're talking about betrayal, they're talking about all this other stuff, and that all happened in that last wonderful, wonderful scene. That last scene is probably one of my favorite scenes, by the way, of the entire series, and we'll get to that in a second. But uh, episode 13, The Cyrus Agency, um, we learned a lot, man. I think we learned a lot. I feel, I, feel, I feel good about what I've learned in this episode. I feel good about everything. I, I liked, loved, I actually loved this episode. This was a great one for me. Um, it really feels like the show is, the show's great. We all know the show's great. We love the show. But it really feels like, and this is kind of what I've been saying all seasons, patting myself on the back, it takes a while for a show, even a great show like The Blacklist, populated with great writing and, and great actors, it takes a show, sometimes a show to settle in and find it sort of like way. And, it, and The Blacklist has done that probably three or four episodes ago, but I really feel like this, this, this episode um, really just feels like we're on to something here. And this is where normally a cable show would end, episode 13, because like shows like Breaking Bad and Mad Men only go 13 episodes. Mm-hmm. But we've got, fortunately, this is broadcast television, so we have a lot more. We have 22. So um, they're packing a lot of information here, and I'm really, really happy uh, with this episode. I don't know. What do you think? I um, I really loved this episode. This is one of my favorites as well. We actually yeah. agree. We agree. Um, I feel like... Uh, Something that I've had trouble with with this show uh, over the last 13 episodes is that there's been, to me, something of a disconnect. Like, it's been kind of two different shows. You have whoever the blacklister is and the FBI going after them, and then you have... Red and Lizzie and and their personal lives and their personal vendettas or whatever we're dealing with there and trying to figure out, get answers to those questions. So this time I felt like it sort of melded the two worlds, and I really appreciated that. So I was completely invested in... The entire hour, right. rather than oh, okay, well they can do this for a minute. Get back to what I want to know. Get sure. back to this. This I was in it the entire time. Sure, me too. Well, Flippo, you hated it. Right? Uh, no, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, it is interesting to me though that 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 Red, uh, you know, that that, that he's such a, a connected person, uh, connected to everybody in, in the underworld, that he's in a position to go. Okay, well, she's adopting this kid. 
Let's make the next l- people on the list uh, an object lesson for her in what's important in life. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's also, we, all, we we talk a lot about what is the purpose of the blacklist? Is it Red's revenge? Is it this or the other? But it almost seems like, you know, yeah, it's it's Red like, hmm, Lizzie needs a life Let's lesson about see. family and adoptions. I know. We'll take down we'll the adoption agency. agency. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, she'll learn some lessons there. That's what it, it does. It does seem a little bit doesn't like it? that, doesn't yeah. it? You know? uh, and then every now and then you get, you get some personal vendetta. Every now and then you get... Uh, you know, uh, a revenge thing for for Red, but um, it's clear the blacklist. This is maybe why it's, it's, there's no um, uh, linear n- number number. It's not like we're going we're going to start with number one and work our way down, or start with number one hundred and work our way up. It's kind of like all over the place. It feels like Red's like you know thumbing through the blacklist, like yeah, this looks good. Let's try these guys. Um, hmm. I know that's what it feels like, but 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 I don't know. Do you agree with that, Julia? Or no, I think me and Joe are just talking a bunch of shit. I don't know. I actually, I, I could go either way. I really don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't care. I have no clue why they're numbered the way they're numbered, and sure. I, I look forward to finding that out one day. Right. But I have no opinion on it. As but jo- of yet. Joan, I just told Sorry. you. Joan, I just just solved it. Oh, thanks. Done. Man. Done and done. <laughs> All right, so let's, let's get into the, the, the Cyrus Agency is this episode. Cyprus. Well, Cyprus. Cyrus. 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 Wait, so, uh, no, I have Cyrus here and Cyprus there, so it's Cyprus. I'm sorry. I miswrote it. Cyprus, like the place in, in Greece. The Cyprus Agency. Uh, yeah, and it, not, not one person, but an entire agency. Agency. Is, 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 a, is a blacklister. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I thought this was a good little side story. This is felt, it's played out very, you know, very much in a procedural way. This is, one of our like very true. We talk about how the show is kind of does this procedural thing, and then it does the red storyline thing. You have the other you know, B storyline with Tom and Lizzie, whatever's going on. But this um, this storyline, this B is B story or A story, whatever you want to call it, felt very much like a procedural. We we, we found the bad guys, we got into the mystery, we got our clues, we got our payoff at the end. It, it played out like a like an episode of Law and Order actually, and I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, um, I, I think that at, at its face, when I first found out about like. Oh, the adoption agency, the adoption agency, and they're you know they're they're genetically they're getting the right kids, and I thought like it sounded a bit hokey and a little like I don't know. But once we got the final reveal and we got to that final shot of all those women like in that clinic, that was really disturbing. And twenty two, twenty two women mm-hmm. like in, 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 on this thing like, and then the final final double secret reveal of the guy being like and by the way they're all mine, they're all mine. scoreboard and I, <laughs> I was like whoa this was a fun dark and twisty one yeah i got i got i got really sort of disturbed I'm yeah. like oh cuz that guy's not he's not right in the head yeah right and so you so got 27 babies. kids out there at least that are being raised that are that are, that have wackadoo uh that have wackadoo genetics in there somewhere right and the, and the irony the supreme irony is these parents were wanting the the perfection they want these the perfect kid and they want mm-hmm. this that and the other and he's they're ordering them up He's like, well, I'm perfect. Start with me, and then we'll just find the rest of these <laughs> ladies here. But right. The whole thing was really scary. It was upsetting, actually, a little bit as a woman, at least. The yeah. thought of of being kidnapped and and put into an induced coma for years, years, just barren children, yeah. just popping them out, They're healthy, is really a very upsetting and disturbing thought. Yeah. Depressing and awful. Does this stuff happen? I don't know. Well, I did, I gotta, I gotta say, you know, uh, when I saw the doctor, um, the, the fertility doctor, yeah. uh, the brother, the black guy, I, I, I had, I couldn't help but think of Dr. Conrad, what's his name? Michael Jackson's doctor. Like, really? I just in my head, I'm like, these, you know, these sleep induced comas, these, you know, this, this weird doctor who's, you know, who has access to all these crazy drugs that'll keep you out and functioning for years. for years, and it's like it, it was just weird. I'm like, I just couldn't help think of Michael Ooh. Jackson. But anyway, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So yeah, um, the whole thing was very, very creepy and very, uh, I don't know, very disturbing. Uh, so we found out we we got the first guy who they got who was so disturbed by the whole thing that he got himself hit by a bus. My man. No, that was oh, deep. I think it was a little overblown. You, you think so? I don't know, man. A L- little final destination for you, right? You know, a little. <laughs> oh, you know it, it, the way they the way they did in the previews was a little misleading because yes, in the previews, exactly. I was gonna say that. you got the vibe like, screw it, I'm jumping in front of a bus rather yes. than face the rest of the Cypress Agency. Yes, and he says in the previews, "Tell my family I'm sorry, right?" right which, I love them, but that was a that was that was a red herring. That was a uh, yeah. that was a little ADR they added in later. You yeah, know, that's interesting. I, I don't like when they do that, and that that's rare, rare, rare when they do that. When you know they'll they'll do an episode one way. Either either do the episode one way and then I'll recut it and the final episode you see is different so the, right. pro- the promos are different that happens yeah. a lot or you know the promo department's like 
forget it. We can Screw do this it. thing. Wouldn't it be Let's, cool if this is good? You know, yeah, NBC I, promo department, like making it happen. So either way, I was I was very excited to see that scene, and it didn't kind of play out the way one. No, did. it was it was a different scene. It was a different ending completely. Yeah. Uh, but still cool. I mean, you know, get him by bus. Well, that's always fun. Yeah, yeah but cho- choosing to get hit by a bus is is much different than accidentally getting First, hit by a bus. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair I, enough. I, I so, um, so went through that, but uh, uh, so yeah, that was a nice, you know, like I said, it was it was, it was a good story. Um, who else in the room thought for sure, one hundred percent, that one of those babies were going to be the Tom and Lizzie baby? I thought for sure that one of those babies, one of those babies at the site at the Cypress Agency was going to be one of the ones that Tom and Lizzie. Oh, I'm too about. dumb to have no, even come up with that. No, oh, no, because I thought for sure I'm, I'm like, and she's going to go to the clinic and see the, the ultrasound and be like, no, because they know who their baby mama is. Do they? Yeah, it's that's Jen. True. That's right. You're right. Yeah, no, we better. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. I well, thought there was going to be something. Okay. I was maybe like, it's not that I'm was, so dumb. I'm that smart. <laughs> no, maybe that's the deal. That's smart. I totally, this side I totally, of the table is where the cool, bright no, kids hang out. You're right. This side of the table is no, where I was, the I, I, too, was looking for a connection. I mean, out. it was just so, I mean, it would just would have been so beautiful had there been a connection. Right. But we know, we know Jen. We know who she is. Yeah. They you're know right. who she is. You're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. Uh, so that, that's what that means. That's why I'm waiting for, like, oh, no, she's going to find, you know, but no. But I think the lesson was learned, obviously. Um, and, uh, I, which, which we'll get to this in a second, just, I know you want to talk, talk a little Tom and Lizzie, but, uh, it's kind of like, what does this mean for Tom and Lizzie? And, and if Tom is this spy guy who's hanging out, then, you know, they're broken up and now he's going to go play with this other girl. And so that connection to Lizzie is, is now maybe not as, as close as it once was. I, I got the vibe. It was kind of like his, his last, uh, are we talking about it now? Are we good to go? Oh, why not? I don't know why not. Let's talk about the Cypress Agency. So, uh, you know, I I kind of feel like that was Tom's kind of like his last. uh, If if we are to believe Tom is who he says he is, Mm -hmm. I think that was Tom's last straw. I think that was like, you know, this is our this is our we're going to do this thing together. Because you know, some couples are that way. You know, you have to be constantly building, and if you're constantly building, the relationship is great. But if you stop building, it all falls apart. And and I think that that uh, that Tom kind of felt like that was his last his last chance to do that, and and last chance to keep building, to keep putting something together with her that was theirs right. that wasn't shared with everybody else and um and and i think her walking away from that i think that's the uh, i think that's the end of the line for for tom and lizzie yeah it's that come from your 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 marriage and relationship blog dr, What's dr. That? listen like, i know very, i know lots and lots of stuff that was awesome if you guys have any personal questions if you need some time <laughs> yes. along with me i only charge 250 dollars an hour accredited is a very right. very broad term <laughs> no I, I i agree well the, the thing though i guess the point that i'm making is that's all well and good but Tom is not who he says he is. Tom isn't. Tom is not, you know, sweet Tom Keen. Tom is whatever he is. He's some other plant or a spy or something else is going on there. So we we're led to believe this whole time, or at least I was led to believe that he's there keeping an eye on Lizzie or mm-hmm. doing something to or with Lizzie. And now he seems to be like, all right, well, screw it. I'm off with this other chick. So does that get him off the hook, or do we think that? Because Red is very, very much pushing Tom and not who he is, a thinks spy, he is. Though, if he's if he's a plant, he's very. I find would be extremely emotionally invested in this relationship and right. this family. That I mean, that seems a bit much for someone who's hired to be there. He's a good actor, man. You got to go deep, deep cover. <laughs> Deep, deep, deep cover. Deep, deep cover, cover means got sweaters and, and, and glasses. And then yeah. also, if he's you being should watch paid the to be there, deep if cover. that's his job, why is he? Why is he just like, all right, fine, I'm just gonna go bang this girl instead? Like that's, that's not his job. That's true. If he's there to do a job, he's failing miserably. Well, that, and now, that's, do a job, all right. now that's a really good point, though. I mean, like if you're if you're a spy. You really ought not to be susceptible to somebody coming along to drag you away because right. you ought to be, you're you're playing a game anyway. So you ought to you ought to be in a position to be to be more objective, to look at it from a, from a more um, a more removed space. And if a girl comes along to kind of drag you away this way, you're playing a game anyway. So yeah. you're not going to go, especially if they're a six, like you say they are. <laughs> I, I said a six to seven. <laughs> six to I mean, seven. I thought she was pretty hot. Like then their standards are a little different. I. You know, I thought you, uh, listen, but, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm call it like I think it is. It's listen, a six to seven, I, and, and if, okay. if it was a twelve, <laughs> yes. if a twelve walks in and goes, "Hey, let's hang out," I go, "I don't, I don't. Uh, why would I can't? Right. Number one, I can't talk to her. Number two, I'm suspicious. Okay. Why would a twelve come talk to me? But a six, seven, she might talk to me. I think that. Uh, well, you know, look, I think that you know, I, I, I Tom Keen's whether he's a super spy or not, he's a man, and this woman is attractive and showing him something. No, something. So I think that he's just he some can't interest help it because he's a man. Well, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stamp <laughs> Is that, that one. What's happening no, I'm gonna right stamp now? that one. Yes. Okay. No, I, I, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, really, you need yes. to pay attention to your husbands and your, your boyfriends. We need attention. We are not, you know, we, we need, we're, okay. we're, we're flowers. We're pretty flowers. We need all, to be watered. 
All I'm asking is... With love is, and affection. Before we get... Because we're, we're, no? we're burying the lead. We haven't talked about the guacamole situation. Uh-oh! But before before I you know get that, just... I mean, is Tom... I, I ask this question every week. Is Tom a spy or not? Go, Julia. No. I okay. mean, no. Okay. He, if he is, he's a really bad one. All right. All right. So when that reveal happens, when he's when he's like, "I was a spy all along," you're gonna be like, "This show sucks." Or are you gonna be oh, like, yeah, "I'm gonna oh, flip the table." <laughs> you're like, "Oh, okay." This is a big table. It's gonna take gonna a lot of effort. Flip it. Down. I'm gonna flip the table and out the door. Water and go girl everywhere. Mm. <laughs> go uh, girl everywhere. <laughs> that's a free commercial for go girl yes, right there. Yes. Go girl. Julian's drink of choice. Uh, Get the shakes. Joe, what do you think? <laughs> I, I've I have gone back and forth on Tom. I have vacillated on yes, Tom. Yes. Uh, right now. Uh, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of not a spy Tom right now. That's kind of where I'm at. All right, uh, because I, I I don't if if I were a spy, I don't think I'd fall for for a honeypot. That doesn't even make any sense to me. Okay, if you're a spy, you should be able to sniff out another. That's what spy. I'm saying. You'd be like, no, this doesn't smell right. Get out. You know everything. That I see, and I would, every... make, I would make a terrible spy, by the way, because you know I'm like honey pot. Let's, we're, we're, let's go, let's go. <laughs> what is it? I'm ready the freaking poo, man. Hey. Let's get there. <laughs> I don't know. She looks nice to me. <laughs> I got some spying to do, but you know, uh, I'm sorry, sure. I'm sure it's gonna be like egg on my face. Right. <laughs> that phrase, I don't know why. Egg on my face. Um, but everything I'm seeing in in regards to Tom tells me he's not a spy. Everything except for red. Sure. Which, which is why I say he's a spy because I'm on Team Red. I think that Red is has never, you know, very, very, very rarely did a red herring. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't throw this out there, but no, he's he's very much like he's pretty straightforward. He's almost always right, and he's been very much since you know episode one or two. Like uh, Tom is not who he thinks says he is. Now he didn't, he didn't say Tom's a super spy; he's going to kill you. But he does say Tom is not who he says he is. So maybe that's there. But I, I, I'm just with Red on that. Like I don't I don't, I don't know why that would be anything different from. I, I, I doubt we get to the season finale and and Red's like, yeah, I was wrong about the guy. Yeah, I mean, you know? <laughs> I, I don't think he's what he says he is, but I don't think that he's. A super spy out to get her. Like I don't know. It's Watch. very All frustrating. Right. Okay. Well, let's, let's we, we we'll table that. We you know we that's, we spent we spent far too much time on that because we have to discuss uh, Agent Malik, the mm. super guacamole, who's not such a guacamole. She's not. That as, was a, that she's was, not as much of a sneaky bitch as I thought she was. Yeah, she was not. Sorry, but she is a, a, a tough little Punjabi. As a, as a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she. <laughs> is. I'm sorry, tough little Punjab. Punjab. As uh, as uh, Mr. Teddy uh, Brindley said, who I oh. love, by the way, I, I just that well, I'll get to that in a second. That but cool like, character. I just yeah, these I between Mrs. Mr. Kaplan and and Teddy Brimley, yeah, like out of Red's crew is his mysterious crew is great. Teddy Brimley had like two lines, and he was my favorite character of all time. He's the most memorable, like with the the oxygen mask and the thing, and like who know like I love the mystery of like. Who knows what he does? Who knows what he did in there? Who knows if he tortured, if he did administered some drugs, if he smacked her around? Who knows? But he comes out wheeling the thing and he's like, She's clearer than a duck fart. I'm Brimley, I'm out of here. Like <laughs> and Red's like, Thank you, Mr. Brimley. And I'm like, Whoa, what did he do? You know? And oh yeah, that's he's she's a tough little poon job. That was she's rough. Telling the yeah. Truth. yeah. That was rough. And so when he goes in there and he's like, uh, yeah. well, you now that you've been vetted by she's like, I talked already. I need you to talk. I've already talked. And she looked exhausted. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, what happened in that room? What did Mr. Brindley do with that oxygen tank? He's like, he's capable of doing anything rough. It's like a cab driver. Well, apparently, he's got he's got some unknown skills. Ugh. Anyway, that, that, I, I love I the idea of that. I'm a big of fan of like, <laughs> yes, thank you. I'm, a, I'm very. Was that Connery or was that no, uh, Liam Neeson? That was Liam. Was Liam it, I didn't say it was any good. Yeah, it was yeah. Liam Neeson. That's okay. Anyway. So, but I love these characters that like have this. You know, you just imagine the backstory. Yeah. You know, Mr. Kaplan's one of them. This person's one of them. My man, the little, the drug the druggy kid at the party, which I'll in a second. Russell loved him. Loved him too. But uh, so yes, yeah, so let's talk about this. So Agent Malik was the mole, and they very much teased it like we found her, and then he was going to put a bullet in her head. And we know that in from the previews that. She said, don't do that. We see at the beginning, uh, old Teddy interrogated her or, or, or vetted her, if you will. And she came back exhausted and Red was like, tell me what you know. And in pretty much like 30 seconds, she's like, yeah, well, here's the thing. I'm not the mole. Someone else hired me. They killed my just- friends too. I'm, I'll help you. What do you want? And he's like, all right. 
I felt, it felt a little anticlimactic to me. A little bit. A little <laughs> bit. Know. She was just doing her job, right. it turns out. Right. That that felt like very much like a redhead. It felt like I felt very manipulated by uh, by John and the, uh, and the you know John. Um, I, I think Lone we have. Camp I think we have game. a uh, we have a little bit of an issue with the promo department of NBC. That's apparently what we learned yeah. here today. Right? You, you, are you the promo, blaming the promo department? <laughs> I, I don't know. I like to see. You know, yeah. we were kind of rewriting some scenes. Right. Uh, what did you think of that whole thing, Joey? Were you disappointed that she was not the mole? Did you know she wasn't the mole? Did you feel like there was more back there? No, like, I'm actually really glad that she wasn't the mole. I love I love the way they went with this because it. I love when you when you when you uh, you kind of think. You know, you said something to me years ago when you when you were staying uh, at at Win. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said that you guys well, you got comp for some super sweets at the very top, and then from the super sweets at the very top, this you guys is, this is this podcast is no you no no it's not you you <laughs> said from the top you could see the villas on the backside, but you couldn't see them from any other rooms right and and so you can always see that there's one more level to go. And yes. I think that's what I like about this right now is that you go, okay, Malik, she's the CIA, that she's working with the FBI, she's the plant that's really high placed. Okay. And then you go, no, nah. the high placed plant is eight levels up. Right. And here's the high placed plant. Nah, and nah, that's interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I got you. So uh, she's. The, the point there is that at Vegas, no matter what level you are, there's always eight more levels. That's so, right. So if I'm in a suite, I look down, there's a villa down there. Like, who's in that villa? Right. Yeah. How come I can't get in there? And I'll never get in there because it's eight levels up than where I am. Got it. So that's what I'm saying. So I liked it that instead of having Malik, who is, I mean, you know, she's obviously got it going on, but she's not she's not super high level. We've gone all the way up to, to almost cabinet level. Sure. And and then we, we, we're, we're, we're learning that Fitch uh, has some. Has some machinations going on at yeah. that level and so does red and so this is all way above cooper right. and and I, I love that i love that we've gone that high well i think to a certain degree red has to know that uh malik is i mean she you know i think that at the level that this is operating at malik could really only be a pawn i mean even a, even a cia so i think that he had to know to a certain degree i'm going to find out who you're working for, or who's who's pulling your strings? Because well, I feel like it should have been kind of an an obvious guess at that point that it was going to be our girl Diane because she's the one who brought Malik in to sure. this task force in the first place yep. out of the blue. So she is her pawn right. essentially. She's there to do her bidding, yep. whether she knows it or not. Right. That's very very true. And I think that uh, uh, I did like. That we finally also they're they're very there's a lot there's a lot of things that they're doing here that, that, that they've been able to do over the last thirteen episodes is all these questions we had about what's she doing there no 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 now we sort of see it all makes sense why she's there and because before it's like she's a CIA agent oh she's there to be a mole but now we see she's kind of put there and stayed there and now. She's invested because she's lost people too. Uh, you know, they're flushing out her character. We know about her daughter, and we know, yeah, you know, that's, that's that, new. Seems, that seems to be a key. They mentioned like twice, tw- twice at yeah. least, or maybe well, at thrice, the end when Harold's like, yes. you know, I hope your daughter feels better. Yeah, but uh, so I feel like we're getting some more information about um, about Agent Malik because you know before I had nothing other than she was a short, short, attractive CIA agent. You know, that's all I had. But um, so I like that. The other thing I noticed about this situation. Once, once Red sort of let her go, actually, I thought he was going to kill her there. I did. I did for a moment there when he when he met her when he gave when he when Red when she gave Red the information that she procured by getting Harold's card and, and gave gave Red the flash drive, and he's like, "Thank you." I for one second I thought he was going to pull out a gun and just you know because he's like Mister No Loose Ends, but he's like, "Thank you for this information." Yeah, but Our that's just that's Our just uh, someone else on his side who is deep deep right. in it. That, uh, yeah, that, that's something. No, it makes sense that he let her go. But I'm saying the way Red's been rolling lately, sure. Like I Absolutely. thought, I thought, wow, he could, he might he might just cap her right here, but he didn't. But anyway, my point is is that it it's, we've learned here now. I like how Red now, but now that he has Malik, he's got something on the whole task force, right? Like there's not. Every every single person in that task force, he's had an intimate conversation yeah. with, and and to the to the degree of like, hmm. uh, I got you. I mean, obviously Lizzie, yes, right. Harold, he pulled Harold aside and like remember, you know, uh, you know, whatever. Whatever that was, Beirut or whatever that was. Yeah. Uh, he 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 pulled uh, he pulled in my guy, the the poor um, the the analyst. Arum. Yeah, pulled Harum in and then let him go. He had some key hours with Wrestler. In the wrestler, yeah. key hours box. with Wrestler in, in the box and let yeah. him know that I know all about you, Wrestler, and I got you. And now Malik. So the whole task force, separately, Red has them all. 
Oh. It's kind of cool the way they did yeah. that. Ooh. Did you know? Oh, Joe yeah. Braswell, you're so smart. Joe, Joe Braswell, ladies and gentlemen. So, sometimes I watch stuff. Look at that and pay attention. Very right. true. That's so. That's that, I think really that's really interesting. interesting and really, really. So we'll see that. We'll see how Red can exercise that power because now you know they brought him in. They're all like separately mad at him or separately afraid of him. But you know, as Harold said. You know, in that weird speech he gave in that little conversation he, he had with uh, Malik when he was like, you know, I think Red is a suicidal blah, 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 blah. But because of him, we've solved all these cases. And that was cool, even as a viewer, to get that acknowledgement from Harold as opposed to him just being. Because, you know, we asked this before. Like, he's so mad about everyone hates Red. And never like, dude, Red is solving your shit. Like, everyone relax. And so it was kind of good to, ha- to have that acknowledgement. Yeah, from him. I agree. Um, and also just show... It showed this episode that he uh, that Harold is really in the dark about some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, he it, has no idea what's going on in his own doesn't. task force. It, it, he doesn't. I oh. mean, he believes that there was no mole. Mm-hmm. You know, they said Intel said, "Nah, what's all taken care of?" It, yeah. That Newton Phillips acted alone. He goes, "Okay, right." And, and even when when Malik comes to him and says, "You know, there's more to this," he goes, "Uh." Uh-uh. What's your evidence? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then. Uh, now we know why he was also why she was cleared so quickly. Remember, it's like, well, Malik, you're clear mm-hmm. <laughs> because right, came yeah. from on high. Came from on high. That all that all makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's all coming together. Um. So yeah. So I mean. So now we know. I mean. So I feel like you know. We, I complain a lot about there's nothing. We don't know anything. We don't. We're not learning anything. But I feel like we're we've learned a lot. Um. And learning a lot. Continue to learn a lot. Um. I want to talk about a little bit about this uh, last scene with Diane and Red. Uh, but before I do that, I want to thank you guys for joining us on iTunes. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you for downloading us. You consistently make us number, you know, top five, top three most downloaded show in AfterBuzz. Uh, we totally appreciate you following us, our, our crew from show to show to show yeah. or even just on this show. And, um, I'm early. I'm jumping a gun on this, but I want to acknowledge some of our some of our fans because we never we haven't we don't do the tickety tickety lately. And Nando's not here, but I do want to say hi uh, to Ashley. Come to butcher every name, but here we go. Oh, Ashley, <laughs> <laughs> Ashley Kearney, thank you very much. Freddie Lakes Jr., uh, Jill S., the t- uh, Tickle T Lady, uh, Paramore Fifty Seven, who. Uh, who I think Joe is that? We're, we're, no, no. Paramount says great. Game Jacks, thank you very much. Uh, Christy, um, Strackland, Sasu, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Text uh, MDS nineteen seventy eight. Um, we will address your thing MDS nineteen seventy eight because you're right. Um, we didn't get into um, some stuff last week, which we'll talk about. And um, and Joe Joe wants to talk to you too. Uh, and then <laughs> um, yeah, Abby Wax four four eighty. A uh, Dark Phoenix two. Um, thank you all very much, and, the, and all of the rest of you who. That's um, good ones. Oh, and of course, uh, uh, Complena Sarah. I mean, I was she's she's a staple. I forget her. We have some good Twitter ones too. We have Langley MTA. Of oh, day. Langley we MTA of the day, my man MTA of the day. Oh, yeah, always, we got thank some you. great ones, Shelly and, and Langley, yeah. and of course Shelly, um, and all of them. So thank you all for listening and downloading, and continue to do so, and rating us on iTunes, and um, we love it. We love you guys, and watching us if you're watching us. Hello. Uh, all right. So, well, let's let's get this right now, Joe. I mean, let's let's talk about because I mean we don't you know we, let's 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 talk to the people. Let's talk to the people out here. Well, no, uh, M- MBS nineteen seventy eight says Joe Flippo's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it was very strongly worded. <laughs> no, he no, he said no. who cares about whether Liz and Tom <laughs> should have a baby? Of all the things to talk about, this is the last thing I care about, and it's so annoying that I kept bringing it up. Uh, yeah, yeah, which is the whole reason I brought it up because I felt like the show was losing its mind that we're talking about adopting a baby and 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 bringing a kid in and all of it and and that would be like the secondary, tertiary, maybe the fifth, fourth, fourth or fifth storyline, and that doesn't matter. And I, my my point of view was it does matter, um, and obviously the show agrees because this whole episode was about the adoption, which which clearly at this point is not going to happen. Um, so I understand MDS uh, 1978 that there is there is there are bigger fish to fry, and I think ultimately that's the whole point is that if Lizzie's in a position, as Cooper said, to solve 20, 22 missing persons uh, cases with one with 22 missing persons uh, files with one case, she's in a position to do a lot of good for a lot of people, and you can't be so distracted as uh, as as the guy from uh, the guy from uh, the Cypress Agency's uh, adoptive parents for for a year and a half were so um, and they obviously can be very destructive. And and very terrible for the kid. So um so anyhow, so I think that uh, that 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 that's all there is about that. Okay, you feel good about that? I feel I I, I, right? I feel freaking vindicated. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, uh, also, MDS in 1978. You're right about. And that is yeah, he's absolutely right about that. Well, no, or she, whoever that is. Well, uh, yeah, or, or he or she. But you're right about uh, our, our our lack of really getting into the whole Lucy slash Jolene. 
um, situation because she's a big deal. I mean, obviously, she's the one in, in the uh, in the in the in the database. She's the one in the in the obituary uh, from earlier, which we didn't mention out, and she's the one who's now inserted herself into the life of Tom and Lizzie. Uh, you know, li- literally, and she's also um, she has a file. Mm-hmm. So she's connected to Red and who she's working for and who what is she, what is her agenda and Red's you know really really trying to find her and all these questions about you know Red's family and the and the, and, and the kid and who's the daughter and then and the little girl in the picture and, and all this other stuff. I mean, you know, maybe it's maybe it's J- Lucy or Jolene. You know, maybe that's part of it or maybe I don't know, but something is going on there that we didn't talk about, but. We don't know the answer to it. No, I, I thought we touched on it last week. I guess we Maybe. didn't. Um, no, she's um, she's she's going to become an extremely important character to I think all the people we we've grown to uh, to love on this show, being right. Lizzie, Tom, Red, um, because Red's definitely invested in her. He's very interested in her, and I cannot wait to find out why. And um, I, I don't know. She uh, yeah. she has a draw for Tom. Well, I mean, you know, and and, and the big picture uh, as a uh, Sasu one two three four five six seven eight nine text one uh, X. I'm sorry, uh, as they they brought up as well. There's a big picture. Then this, this whole show is obviously clear about about the big picture, and it's all about being able to zoom out, zoom out, zoom out. And as we said a million times, we need the homeland. We need the big board. We need a homeland yeah. big board just just to be able to operate the show yeah. because you know like I said we get focused on these episodes on a micro level on the procedural side and we get invested in these characters and get to know these characters but there is an overarching bigger picture here which is what the hell did Red Reddington come out of the shadows to do he didn't come just to help people he didn't come you know just to be a nice guy he came out of the shadows to do something it wasn't so he can expose the blacklist he's he's here for a reason. Uh, he puts himself at great risk for to, to, by exposing himself and turning himself in, and um, that's the central mystery to the show, which we have yet to, to solve. And I wonder, I don't know if we'll be, I don't know if we'll get to the bottom of that by the end of the season, or if that's something they'll carry on from season it. to season. Yeah, I, should, I think we'll get like more and more clues and issues to it. I mean, um, clues to it. But anyway, so that's that. Yeah, big picture, big board. Um, thanks for the comments, everyone. Keep commenting. Um, call us out. Agree with us, whatever you love to do. Um, I would love right now to talk about that last scene, um, and when 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 Spader the the Gordon Lightfoot scene where Spader is in the house and um, is waiting for Diane, and I thought that that was again it's one of my favorite scenes for a lot of reasons. Number one, I thought the acting on both of them was 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 superb. Yeah. Um, I thought that I was genuinely surprised and shocked. When he uh, pulled the trigger, you know, like it, it made me jump. I did not expect him to shoot her in like that quickly, mid sentence. Uh, I love how she comes in with all of her swag and bravado, and he's like, "Sit your ass down." Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> um, I did love, uh, I, you know, yeah. He he shot her. I was like shocked. And then they they have the exchange, the conversation, and she's like, "Red, I know the truth. I know the truth about your family, about your kids. Wouldn't you like to know the truth?" And that pause when he's like. I would like to know the truth. But then Spader gives this like but if you know 10 about second it, spot. Yeah. But it's a 10 second pause. And I remember going like, say it. What are you going to say? I'll be, I, I found myself like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm hanging on this man's every word. Oh, yeah. I'm sitting here like watching a broadcast television show <laughs> like on NBC and I'm hanging on his word like I'm watching the Oscars or something. So <laughs> Or an Oscar nominated performance. Spader's that good. But then when he said, if you know someone else knows, and then he empties the gun on her. Sure does. That was... I did not see any of that shit coming. I don't know. What do you think? I, I don't know if he if he uh, if he felt like. It, uh, do you think he went in knowing he was going to kill her? Uh, yes, he was prepared to. Yeah, he's prepared. He's prepared to kill Malak. He's when he went in. When, he, when Red shows up in the hat in your when you when you turn on your light and Red's in the chair holding a gun. Shit's on. Nothing good's going to happen. No, yeah, you're, you're, like, you're, he's, he's he's prepared. If the gun's out. He's prepared to do something bad. If you don't convince him pretty quickly, right, you, right. Got about, you don't have yeah. something to offer yes. him right off the bat, you're yeah, done. You're Some, done. Sometimes he'll disassemble and reassemble a gun. Sometimes he'll give you a little time. But usually <laughs> usually he's just oh, ready great. for action. You know? All right, so let me ask you this. Because he, he was saying to uh, Mr. Um, oh, gosh. Kaplan. The, Mr. Kaplan, 
Uh, it, it got a little messier than I thought it would. Isn't that what he yes. said? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I maybe did he get emotional? Do you think, or do you think? Oh, he, that's a good point. Did he intend to kill her? It's a good catch. Or did he? Or did he? Uh, or did he just not? I mean, maybe the intention was, you know, maybe I'll kill her different, but he wound up shot, shooting her. No, I think he was going to shoot her. Um, and it was loud and messy. By well, the way, well, I think that one hundred percent he was going to shoot her. I don't think there was a moment of, of him even thinking he wasn't. Because if you go back to, I think it was last episode or the episode before, where he systematically went through every single person. And attached to that that breach, um, and he he didn't give a shit. He killed them all. Right. So why, if he killed the the paramedic in the back of the ambulance, why wouldn't he kill? Well, he didn't. He didn't kill the banker though. He he, he let the banker yeah, he didn't go. Kill the banker. Well, he can still use the banker. Mm. Well, that's what I'm saying. So obviously, he didn't feel he had any use for Diane. Right. But you know, she said Diane said we came into the post office to make a point. Maybe this was him making a point. Right. Well, again, now this is what's interesting to me, and I think this is where eventually we're going to land. I hope, anyway, if, 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 if it'd be exciting to me if we did, because it's the idea conceptually that people are in government, but that's not what they're committed to. There's that the idea of that corporate government combination, which I think is what the show was starting with uh, in the beginning, and and I hope it gets back to is this idea that 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 people go through a, ro- a revolving door at the government, like Fitch and Diane. They hold government positions, they hold government titles, they hold access to government assets, and so they can use government apparatus to achieve their goals, but they're really corporate people. They're business people. And, and you know, obviously the government's not going to pay you the, the, the amount of money you need to have the lifestyle these people want. So it's this, com- to me anyway, it's just an exciting combination of corporate and governance together that it seems like the show is going after with Fitch and Red having an, an, an agreement operation, an operating agreement, like you can leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. And obviously Fitch is high-placed in government, but at the same time high-placed with, with, with the criminals that, that, that are being paid off, and I'm assuming high-placed corporate-wise. So I'm, I'm really interested to see where all this kind of comes out, if they can draw that picture. But when Diane says we, she's not talking about the people she's in charge of in government. She's talking about this outside group. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, I was really, yeah, I was really, like, somebody reveals, as you said, like, somebody reveals about, like, what, you know, what the nature of, um, you know, Fitch and, uh, Red's relationship. Like, he does his thing, I do mine. Like, we had an agreement. Um, that, which is, to me, there's so much information in that one thing. Like, oh, okay, well, what is that agreement and what is his thing exactly? <laughs> what is, what is, what is his other thing? And then, uh, the reveal about the family, don't you want to know about your family? And he's like, more than anything, I really did want to know. And it's like, this is, it, it leads, it leads us to believe that there is some central importance. The most, Poignant moments we see with Red is when they're related to him thinking about his family or thinking about another time or thinking about a better time. You know, he kind of goes off into that little trance and he starts, you know, waxing, you know, nostalgic about whatever it is. And that was one of those times in that brief moment, like in that pause, he's like more than anything. But if you know someone else, no. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I do agree with you, Joe. I think that, you know, I didn't think about that as a good catch. I think it did get messier than he thought. I think there was some emotion there. I mean, Red is, he, you know, just one, one to the head, you know, but he... he or, like, you, or you could have poisoned her. I mean, and, and then there's no mess at all. He went Tony Montana on her. Like, he just, you know, he, he just, you know, blah, blah, blah. That wasn't necessarily, like, that made have been a little bit unnecessary, Red. Yeah, he told Kaplan, you know, I, I didn't intend to get this message, yeah. you know, I mean... And that, that to me, Spain was very, you know, especially with the white satin and there's a bunch of blood splurring yes. out of the plate. That was bloody. It got yeah. bloody. Yeah. Um... But I think, yeah, I think he got a little emotional toward at, at some point in there. To yeah. whatever degree Red is capable of getting emotional, he doesn't really seem to. He seems to have very tight control. I see those wheels turning in the Can red. Can you guys answer something for me? Maybe yes. I, I missed something here. She says, uh, Diane says in that last scene that um, that they that they came in not only to prove a point but to protect him. Yeah. But what was the point then of this whole thing? Because the 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 final outcome of that entire operation was him getting his ass kicked by yeah. Enzo Garrick and then sitting down with Fitch. with uh, with Fitch. Right. So what was the point? Well, what am I missing? I don't. What I, I, well, first of all, I don't. I think that we're led to believe that. Well, okay. I don't believe her when she says we're there to protect you. I think that she was just trying to get out of being shot because there was like, I'm gonna call the police. Sit your ass down. She sits down. He's like, look, we're, we're trying to protect you, you know, you know, whatever, you know, whatever it is. And I think that that was, he didn't, I I think she was just sort of like trying to Hmm. save her life. I think that, uh, because Alan Alda made it very clear that like we just needed to, we wanted you to know that we can get to you, you know. Um, and so, so all that killing all those people, all the money that was spent on this, everything was just to, 
that was the point was to prove to Red that yeah. we can get you at yeah. any time. These guys but he said around. I can get you when you're walking in the park. Yeah. But still, it's like the whole thing I is no, I, but it's like a lot of hoopla. To well, no, me. It's, it's a lot. Of, <laughs> it's a lot of hoopla. <laughs> but these are the guys you're dealing with. These are the, guys, the guys you're dealing with. Like they'll say, I don't care what FBI black site you're in. I don't care how protected you think you are. I don't care if you run to the FBI and start talking about God knows what. Well, that's it. I don't care if you're a deep underground or deep in the in the middle of the Bering Sea on some uh, tanker in a, well, in a clear bo- box that Joe Flippo thinks doesn't exist. Hoopla, hoopla, we hoopla. will come and hoopla find thing. you. Because well, I we think can. that's ultimately the point, right? If 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 they're nervous because right. they don't understand Red's motivation, right? So I'm, I'm guessing that they have no idea who Lizzie Keene is or that right. Lizzie Keene matters. So so if Red's mm-hmm. motivation is um is is suspect to them and they're doing business, then then they wanted to let Red know, like if if your deal is you think the FBI can protect you, obviously you know n- no, right. but um but uh but then you take it a step further. And then you've got this, I don't know, this, this combination to me that's interesting is the idea of Fitch and Diane and who's above Fitch and Diane. And we were talking about people willing to kill all these other people to make a point to one other guy. So they're playing on a different level. Right. And, and it's so, it, it is disconcerting when you're not one of those people to consider that you might end up being a pawn in somebody's game. Yeah. And, and like the people that we do know, you know, like uh, personally, like, you know, the cops and the firefighters and the, and the, and the, and the people that we are actually interacting with all the time, they're not important to these people. Well, it, not only that, like, well, it just, it just really makes it very clear how insignificant and consequential the, the, the task of the FBI task force is. Right. This whole thing. It's like, I mean, Red's just like, oh, these guys. Yeah, around. He even made mention to that with Lizzie. He's like, you know, they teach you how to think. Linear, linear thinking. thinking. So, uh, he's just so bored with the whole thing. Yeah. Like, Harold and, ugh, those wrestler. Listen, you know, up here, we do things this way. Up right. here, we're, we, we, we know how to do things. But, yeah, you get that sense that, like, this is whole other hierarchy of whatever is going on, super spydom, you know, corporate espionage, international, blah, 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 that is, uh, that's cool, where, where the blacklisters live. Um, so I don't know. That's, that's some, uh, some rarefied real estate. Uh, before we move on to, because I, I do want to do like a quick, because we're here at, this is, this is of the official, well, it's kind of the, kind of the official halfway point. No, it's not the, of the season. No, is it? Because we're thirteen now, twenty two, twenty two. So I guess eleven would be. But this is the this is the break. We had we had one break before the holiday. We had this break for the Olympics, and we're coming back in February. Mm-hmm. And I think that at that point they'll probably just run it out to to to, to the end, maybe. But so I want to talk about sort of what we've seen so far. But I, I got to mention, um, I want to talk about our boy, the, the party. I thought that was. Um, oh, Russell. That's Russell. a great character. And I, 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 loved, I loved everything about that. I love uh, Red walking into that party. <laughs> Tell her, the, be polite. This is the right. nicest narcotics dealer this side of Cleveland. Yes. <laughs> and this is house party. And Huge house party. Girls wearing the bikinis. And Red has this like, shit-eating grin on his face. In the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. It, it's like Tuesday afternoon, and they, they, we're all, we're all getting crazy. Doing. And I love the look. It was very, uh, again... Not to, not to go back, but it's very, very Steph of uh, Pretty in Pink. When he, yeah, it was. When he walked in that room, he's like, oh, oh yeah, party. Steph. He's like, I remember was. this. No. Like, that guy came out, he took <laughs> off his hat. This is a big grin. You he's had like, that Steph grin. It was awesome. Oh, Steph so grin. He's looking up. Like, oh, yeah. He's so Pretty in Pink. That's a stand so like Spader. Oh, my God. I <laughs> even a little bit less than zero, too. Like, when yeah, 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 yeah. Like, zero. Like, you know, <laughs> Spader walking into a party is like, you know, yeah, one of the coolest things ever. Oh, yeah. And that was that was cool. And then I just thought, like, this guy is you know, at least 25 years older than anybody in the building. Minimum. Minimum. I mean, you know, what's, like, you know, Red's got to be 50 or right? whatever it is, yeah, you know. Yeah. I did uh, mescaline before your mom thought about yes, you. But it was, but it was, it was very cool. And I thought, like, how even, how old, obviously old and out of place he was in his hat and his suit, how comfortable he felt. Like, oh yeah, it's one of these things. He just kind of checked out the girl in the bikini. There she is. Walked around. And Lizzie's like, mm, this is gross. And, <laughs> and I just thought that was a very cool scene. And then we got to, then we got to, uh, what's his name? I can't, I can't remember his name. The, the, the drug dealer guy. Russell. Russell. Red, what's up, fool? Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's my favorite line. Really- what's up, fool? Red's like, what's up? The hug. I'm like, really? I love it. <laughs> what's up, fool? <laughs> I just love that. Like, oh, I, I, love I love the idea of Red. 
I mean, right, for one minute he's uh, he's in, with international spies at a baccarat table in Saint Tropez. The next minute he's getting a what's right. up fool from a kid in like suburban you Georgetown. Know, Georgetown. Right? Georgetown. Yeah. He appreciates himself in all these situations. <laughs> it's awesome. It really shows the spec. This episode really showed the spectrum of Red's people, his go-to right. people, and the people he's dealing with, from Russell to uh, what was his name, the guy who interrogated Malik. Oh yeah, my favorite guy, uh, this, Teddy. Teddy Brimley. Yeah, I mean, it really shows yeah. like the two sides of the spectrum and everything sure. in between, and how comfortable he is in every situation. We saw him in Cuba, oh, hanging yeah. out. We, I mean, everything. He's cool. He can hang. And not he's only Steph. do we know he's cool because he's Steph and he's Jade Spader and he, and he exudes that when he remember what situations he, he's into, but he'll tell you because that motherfucker has an anecdote for everything. <laughs> everything. everything. Last oh, time I huffed me mescaline. That. Yeah, exactly. That was not Last tacos. And I, and I love, yeah, exactly. And I love, uh, even Lindsay was like, how long ago was that? It's like, yeah, two, <laughs> two years, years ago. ago. Yesterday. Thursday. Right. <laughs> But do you really care if I'm doing illegal narcotics of all the stuff we've yes, done together? Like, come on. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'd love to. I think he's that little sniff. He's like, oh, mm. yeah, yeah, I'd love to, but uh, I got some work to do. And I like that Lizzie's witnessing all this. She's becoming a, a little, he's, he's, a, I don't know, she's a little endeared towards him now, right. I feel like. Every episode, just a little bit more. Those are, that's a really cool, one of the really many cool things this show does is that it, by, by you get, more and more information about Red by these by these people he he associates yeah. with, whether it's Mister Brindley or Mister or Mister Kaplan or or or, or uh, the no, what's that kid? One more time, Daniel, Daniel, Russell, 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 Russell the drug dealer. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. He was uh, that was so funny. It's almost like Fun scene. even even as goofy as that scene was, but he's like, oh my god, only eight people use it. Seven of them are sleep, sleep doctors, and one's a fertility dude. <laughs> <laughs> they're all like, hmm, mm. thanks, thanks, Russell. <laughs> thanks, Russell. <laughs> I, I've said it before. I love television. I yeah, love that in television, so TV. that's television. how it's done. Oh, really? Is that quick? It's done. Yeah, all right, we got to go to his office. Yeah, so I really love that scene. I love I love everything about it. I don't know. Um, one little thing I do have to mention in yes. this episode, uh, just to uh, keep the tally straight, we did have another neck stabbing. Oh, we did? We sure did. Gosh. We need to get the final tally by the, yeah. end, got, by the end of the, the season. The Rachel girl, she got stabbed in the neck and sedated in the oh, van. Oh, yeah. Oh. And let this be a lesson out there to ladies. Yeah, really. The rule is, if there is a big van, this is serious. No, that's if totally serious. a van parked next to your car. I got two daughters. You got three daughters. Oh, <laughs> This is true. This is something that ladies, we should ladies. know. If there is a big, ominous van parked directly uh. next to you and you have to get in your car, you go in on the passenger side. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hello. Oh, Hello. Don't go in at all. There's never a good look when a van is. No. never a good look. And, and we've you know seen what? Even so many... Bessler was kind of a shitty FBI agent in this episode. Well, he wasn't he such a even, badass. He didn't even think like, oh, wait, there's a car. Oh, wait, there's a big ominous van right, right. next to it. It didn't dawn it's, on it's him. BOV. And it's the BOV. It's the BOV. Yeah. Look, and we do, we, we mention all the time, we do we do this show, we do Handle, we do The Following, we do Base Motel. Uh, one constant in all these shows is the big effing creepy van. Yes. You see the van do roll up, ladies. Get out of there. That's Get it. Get out of there. You know, that's, that's all. Anyway. This is a life lesson. Thank you. That's a, that's a Somebody PSA. Somebody out there is going to be thanking us one PSA day. PSA from Julia Kelly. Yes. I appreciate that. And don't be on your damn phone in a parking structure that is not well lit. Ladies. Ladies. All right. Thank guard. you. There it was. <laughs> the more you know. That's Thank it. you, Stephen Lemieux. Uh, no, it's, uh, wait, Julia? Marissa? Uh, Marissa. Is it Marissa or Stephen? It's Marissa. What's Marissa up? Yeah. What's up, Marissa Serafini? Yes. Uh, all right. So that's all. Um, so just really quick, so we're here. Uh, what we're, we're here at episode thirteen? No, I, 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 we arrived. No, I feel like we're about to start over. Uh, welcome to the blacklist, welcome folks. To the blacklist, ladies episode and thirteen, the Cypress Agency. Uh, no, we were here, and I, I just want to get uh, you know just around the room. Let's get our thoughts on what we've seen so far. What have we learned here? What do we what do you feel about uh, not not the blacklist the show because we're all fans, but where do we think they're going to go here in this in this last? Are you ask, are you asking for Uber predictions at this okay. point? No, well, I'm just asking. I'm just going to get a sense of like sort of where we are and and, and yeah, kind of like where where we are. Do you feel uh, satisfied with where we did this episode eleven? But we're going to do it again. Are we satisfied with where we are and what we've learned through this season about characters and everyone else? And do you feel like you know more than you've known before? And second part of the question, you should write this down. Um, second part of the question is. What, what where do we think this thing will end for season one? Like how much how much how much resolution do you think we will have? And I'm, I'm just I'm just curious. 
You take your time. Got, I, I am I am satisfied, <laughs> if that is the question, yes. with where we are now. I'm, I'm very happy with where we are now. I like very much that this episode, the last two episodes seem to me very, uh, very clear turning points. We've gotten thus far, and now we're making a turn. We're turning away from Tom and Lizzie. We're turning away from the idea of them adopting a kid, which I think was ludicrous and stupid, and so I think we're moving away from that. We're doing that by establishing that Lizzie can do more good at working on the blacklist. We've also, though I think that the, my favorite part about where we're at so far is that we've established these levels. We've established that we're going after the blacklist, but none of the blacklisters are big. They're all big-ish in the terrible things they do, sure. but they're not the actual movers and shakers. Yeah. They're the they're the functionaries. Yep. And so I love that we're really establishing that on this level, Fitch and Red and Diane used to operate. Yeah. On this level RIP down here, our IP. <laughs> on this level down here, that's where the FBI operates and the blacklisters operate. This is two different strata, and when and when Red deigns to come down to this lower strata, he does it. it uh, goddamn, how can you guys not figure this out? Okay, look at the families for the DNA. Okay, seriously, Jesus, you guys. Yeah. So like, and, and that's every episode, right? He's like, Lizzie comes to Red. I don't know what to do next. He's like, Are you serious? God, here, do this. I'm busy dealing with this upper strata where more important things are happening. And so I'm really interested to see how the how the upper strata, which I think is ultimately the most important, obviously, uh, the movers and the shakers who would utilize the skills of these blacklisters that are getting knocked off. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited to see where this goes. And my hope at the end of the season we have we have really found out what Fitch's, um, what Fitch's uh, overarching motivation is, even if it's just to keep the proverbial shit in the horse and keep making money for for the corporate bosses, if that's sure. the deal, but I'm I'm really curious about that. All right, Carly. Hmm. Um, I have been um very satisfied uh, by uh, mostly the character development because that's something that's very important to me in in committing to a show, 22 hours of a show at that that mm-hmm. I really need to be invested in in the characters and and our biggest thing that we had our, uh, in the beginning was like. Who's this wrestler guy? Mm-hmm. You know, like do something. Don't, mm-hmm. don't just don't jump out of your car and point your gun and shoot. Right. Who is this Malik girl? What the heck? What, what the heck is she doing there? Yep. Um, so um, I'm I'm liking that a lot. I'm like like I said, the character development. I am enjoying the uh, growth of Lizzie and um, and Red's relationship. It's becoming um, it's becoming more on a, on a on a personal level, which I think uh, is will become extremely key. Right. Um, and I, I am satisfied that they are tying up some of the loose ends that they threw out in the very, very, very beginning. I'm talking like the pilot episode. I feel like the pilot episode and the second episode, there was just all these different possibilities thrown out at us from everything from the baby to is he your father, things like that. But I think they're recognizing that and they've, they've tied up a lot of those loose ends and really focusing on uh, what the, the overarching story is going to be. Okay. How about you, Joe? Are you satisfied? I am. I'm very satisfied. I feel I'm very. I feel you know somewhat vindicated philosophically because at the beginning of the show, uh, you know, we talked a lot about as we, as you said, we were just doing a lot of like, you know, episode by episode one. We love the pilot. This is great. By episode two and three, we're like, what this show? We love it. But what about this? And what about this guy? And this guy only does this. And again, you know, I I, I was saying like, you know, it's really it's a really tough thing to do to a in a pilot to introduce. The, the the main characters, the premise, all this all this information has to be delivered in this one hour pilot, which is this kind of sales tool, if you will, that they that they use to get the show picked up. They did that a long time ago, and then now they have to go and make another twenty one episodes of television. And I think that we oftentimes as viewers and even as people who cover this stuff forget that. Like in this in this world of Twitter and and, and instant gratification the internet and comment sections, we forget like we recap shows. It's our job to sort of recap these shows. By episode two and three, we're like, what the? What about this guy? And what about that? And it's like, you know, give it some time to breathe and let them see if they develop these characters. And you know what? They did. They they, they developed, they, they re- got a little insight into all the characters that we want, except for Harold, but we're going to get them. Sure, we'll I get think there. We'll get there. You know? Um, We've got uh, all the kind of weird, loose end stuff that maybe lingered from the pilot and lingered from other places. We kind of, they, they neatly tidied up in the old Angelo Garrick sort of house cleaning episode, I felt like that was, part one and two. Where they kind of killed the people who were kind of needed to be killed. And, and yeah, and then cleaned up all the house and kind of re- rebooted the show a little way, yeah. in, a, in a weird way. I think that was kind of very clever and very well done. And I think now we're in a very nice place where we know what's going on. We're going to get our weekly procedural. We're going to get all of our mystery. 
mystery. We can follow, uncover the mystery of Red. We're going to get our soap opera with Lizzie and, and, and Tom and, 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 and as I predict, wrestler. And, um, you know, we're, we're, I think we're in a great, great place. And I'm really excited about what what's possible on network TV, specifically NBC. This is a plug for NBC, but NBC's been in trouble, you know, with our beloved NBC of, mm-hmm. of, 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 of ER fame and others and West Wing fame. Like, you know, I think that I'm really happy with what – this is a very solid drama that they've got here, and I feel like I'm very happy with it. And same, same with Hannibal, which we also cover is also NBC. But, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with the show, and I'm very happy with where the characters are, and I'm very excited about where this thing's going to go. I do think by the end, I think we'll have – the writer's smart enough to give us pretty much all the answers we want in a cliffhanging way. Like, you know, we'll, I think we'll find out the, the, what, what Red's thing is. We'll find out about the family. We'll find out about all these different things. And then we'll reset for what's going to happen in season two mm-hmm. as we, you know, do more. But, um, I'm look I'm, I feel like I'm in really, really good hands with, uh, with, uh, John Blomkamp, even though I can never say his name, and, uh, and Joe Carnahan. And, uh, I'm happy. And Spader. So oh, yes. good. There. That's that. Done. The end. No, that's yeah. all I got. Um, so uh, that being said, uh, let's get into our immediate, immediate, immediate predictions uh, for next. Well, for for not next week, but because we're we're off. Yes, we're going to be off here now, for a couple of weeks. Your After Buzz TV predictions. So enjoy the enjoy the Winter Olympics. I know Joe will be riveted watching every ice dancing, every every bit of ice dancing. How many ways can you go down a mountain? That should be the subtitle of the Winter Olympics. There's some ice. Isn't it a Diderot? There's a nice dancing. Yeah, there's ice dancing. There's very the, exciting. The, uh, the what's, biathlon. What's the, what's the broomy one? Curling. 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 The, Curling. Or, 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 or the broomy one. The <laughs> <laughs> or, or a.k.a. The Canada Shines Now. Right. There's the one where they... Where they, where they <laughs> <laughs> there's the one where they go on the skis and they yes. shoot the gun. The Nordic the, people the, the do bi- well. The biathlon. Yeah. Oh, Bobsledding, guys. That's oh, yeah. fun. That's right. Yeah, that's like I said, falling downhill. We do it a bunch of different ways. <laughs> You, you can ski thing. downhill. You can snowboard downhill. You can just strap right. yourself to this insane thing and go downhill. So maybe we'll win, and you know. Uh, but uh, so the, the the Olympics, watch that. But we'll be back uh, in February. Uh, I think the twenty fourth. Yeah, towards the end back? of February with uh, a bunch of new blacklist episodes, and yeah. we're very excited about that. But in the meantime, what what Julia Kearley? What can we? What do you think we can expect? Um, I want to go back a little bit to something I think is going to be extremely key in all things The Blacklist, and that is the Alchemist episode and who's on that list, who is presumed dead, um, and but who actually is still part of this world. And I think one of the people on that list, are you ready for this? Uh-oh. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's going to be Lizzie's real dad. You don't oh. think she's the dad? Red is not the dad, you don't no, think? You're, still, you're still on that, that. Joe? I'm, I'm, I'm out. You're not on that. Red. I'm out. Red is the dad I'm out. thing still. I, I still I think, think the dad's Red's the dad. coming back. I okay. think the dad has to come back, and he's going to be the, he's going to bridge the gap between the relationship of Red and Lizzie. Did his dad play Hawkeye Pierce on TV's MASH? Did her dad. Oh, you think Fitch might be, no. Fitch is Lizzie's dad. I, I'm, I'm asking. Is Ooh. that your prediction? I, I'm asking. No, I asked the question. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. <laughs> right, I guess so, we'll find out. What, what um, I think we're going to have Harold. Uh, I think there's going to be an episode pretty soon about Harold. I think because I I, I got to say that I I need Harold to do something. He's got- <laughs> I need. I need. He's got some acting chops. To, he's just uh, waiting to burst out. He's got so bus. many chops. It's killing me. I'm like, like bust them out. I, I cannot tell you how many times I have yelled, "Damn it, Nairobi!" At the screen yes. watching this show. It must be forty times. He got really mad this episode. He did. Oh, yeah. He got he mad. And, uh, my unit would. I don't yeah, think yeah. I can't do his voice. It's but right. um, <laughs> I think that that I want. I want Harold to do something. I cannot imagine I'm the only one. So my prediction is that Harold is going to do something that's going to be extreme. And it's going to somehow or another involve him saying, damn it, Nairobi. I also predict there's going to be a lot more neck stabbing. I'm sorry. I, lo- I love, I love Jill's prediction. My prediction, Harold's going to do something. <laughs> Some goddamn thing. <laughs> For the love that's, of God. Some thing. goddamn thing. Harold's, Harold's going to do, do something. Anything. Okay. I don't care what. I agree. I, you know, w- one thing we didn't mention is, uh, which, which, which is a very key thing, which we may get, you know, blasted for, uh, but, uh, Uh-oh. Uh, you know, Mallet gave the the hard drive, and, and uh, Mallet gave that's right the hard to print out of the of the uh, of the flash drive. He saw the information. Oh, never mind. We didn't. Never mind. I'm being dumb. Forget it. 
it was Diane. Forget it. Never mind. Are we good now? Oh, we're good. I'm sorry. Did you work that out? Did you work that out? I worked it out in my head. Episode 13, The Blacklist. Welcome, everybody. All right, we're starting. I do have a quick question. Yes, go. What is it that um, Red passed to Mr. Kaplan? Was that just money? Who knows? Is that something? Is that something we should should have talked about? uh, I think it was the gun, wasn't it? I don't know. No. Okay, never mind. I don't I, I predict know. predictions, that. Joe Braswell. No, it's good. no I, I, I do predict. I, I agree with you. I think, I think Harold's. Harold, we're going to see more, more of Harold. Harold's got some stuff to do uh, in February. We're rooting for Harold because uh, he's a, he's a fine actor. Indeed. Um, that's it. Uh, Julia Carey, where can we find you? <laughs> find me uh, on Twitter. Uh, my name, Julia Carey, J-U-L-I-A-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y, also on Instagram. And then with these fools oh. here at After Buzz. What's up, fools? What's up, fools? What do we do? We do the blacklist. We do the following. We do uh, True Detective and uh, Coming Up Hannibal. And and we have Mesklin. No, no we, we don't. don't do that. No, we don't. <laughs> That's that, that's going to be... No, NBC, because we were doing the thing. Okay, go. All right, the NBC promo is going to... Promo department is going to get that, and that's going to be our... That's going to be our takeaway. <laughs> go ahead. Um, uh, you can find me uh, on the Twitters, at Joe Flippo. You can find me on, on my website, is josephsanflippo.com. And again, here with these fools. Bye. Yes. Fool. And you can find me on Instagram, at Joe Braswell. I'm totally... Starting to drop some Instagram photos I now. I saw. Man, I'm, I'm getting active I'm on Instagram. Impressed. I'm so excited about it. I put a video up. I put some <gasps> other stuff up. Oh so gosh. if anyone cares, follow, follow me on Instagram, at Joe Braswell. I'll follow you back and do a bunch of stuff. And on Twitter, um, at Joe K. Braswell. Um, and follow you. Don't follow me. Follow me there and find me there. And all here with the rest of these fools and a bunch of other shows. And I work a bunch of other places, too, but no one cares. Uh, <laughs> we are out of here. We'll see you back after the Olympics in February. And uh, we'll keep in contact via Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. And uh, we love you all. Woo-hoo. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. Thank you for watching AfterBuzz TV on YouTube. For more of your favorite after shows and interviews, subscribe to our channel here, and be sure to share your opinion on the episode in the comment section below here. We'd love to see what you guys are buzzing about. Thanks again. Buzz you later. <laughs> <laughs>